0: Welcome back to the Creative Collegiate Podcast. This is Saeed here, bringing you a sports episode. Uh, on this episode, I will be talking about uh, the Lakers and the Dodgers. And um, more specifically, the Lakers' second half is about to start tonight. Uh, they play the Warriors, only got 23 games left. Uh, so, you know, they're trying to make a push to the playoffs. So I'll give my thoughts on that and um, and their possibilities of getting in. And then with the Dodgers, um, they're in spring training now. And they got a couple new signings that I want to talk about. Uh, and let's just give some of my thoughts on what's been going on in uh, spring training so far. They haven't played a game yet, but what's been going on in, uh, in camp at least. So, um, yeah, that would be this episode. And let's get into it. So the Lakers play the Warriors tonight. Um, this is uh, the make or break uh, part here for the Lakers. Uh, they got 23... 23 games left, um, LeBron at the deadline talked about these next 23 games and how he feels um, these are uh, some of the most, he might have said the most important 23 games, regular season games at least, of his career. Um, and it's big, you know, you know for the Lakers with LeBron James to miss the playoffs uh, two years in a row uh, would be devastating, or is it three? Uh, if they miss this this year, at uh, no, it'd be two years in a row. So it'd be a big deal. So, um, these are important games. Um, uh, everybody knows it and you know, the Lakers are rejuvenated after the trade deadline, uh, getting rid of Russell Westbrook bringing in, uh, D'Lo, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Malik Beasley, um, you know, just bringing in all these new young, uh, players here that, you know, uh, fit well with LeBron and AD, um it has definitely revitalized his team and they got a second life here. So um you know, in my opinion, I think the I think the Lakers will get into the playoffs. I think they'll at least make the play in. Um I look at the rest of the league right now and there's teams I feel like they can they can definitely surpass uh when you look at the um the West uh Western Conference standing. So the Lakers are in the thirteenth spot. They gotta get at least to the 10th spot to make a play in Um, and then the sixth spot to guarantee a a play in playoff spot. So um, when you look at who's ahead of them, I definitely think they can catch Utah, OKC. Um, Those two teams, I think the Lakers will catch Um, because both of those teams are not really trying to win. (laughs) They just so happen to be winning, you know. Um they're kinda were in that you know, coming into the season, they were considered to be two of the worst teams in the league. Uh these people thought they were gonna be. So, you know, Utah uh, made the trade uh, for Westbrook, then bought him out. Um so, you know, with Danny Ainge running the team over there, he had all these draft picks. Um everybody wants to tank for Victor Wimbayama, if I said his name right, uh the the top prospect in the draft from France. Um, you know, that looks like he's going to be uh, almost a sure thing. So there's th- a couple of teams ahead of them that I feel it would just kind of fall off. And Utah and OKC are two of them. Uh, OKC just, you know, they're playing. They're playing harder. They got a lot of talent, so I can't, you know, I don't want to say they're tanking or anything. But uh, that was a thought going into the season. Uh, but they've they played well. And I don't know what their strategy is, but. I can see the Lakers catching them, especially if they do get in this mode where they want to start to tank. So, um, those are two teams. And then uh, Portland is another team where I, I just don't see it with Portland. I don't think they're that good. Um, I think the Lakers can catch them. And that's all they need. They just need to catch at least three teams to get into the play in. So, right now, they're about two and a half games back of the 10th spot. And then the other teams ahead of them, uh, you know, Golden State, once Curry comes back, um, I. Definitely think they're gonna uh, start to play play well here down the stretch. Um, Another team that's quickly falling off, and I don't know how long they're gonna be able to hold on where they're at is the Pelicans. Um, You know Zion Williamson has been out for almost two months again. Uh, They've been falling off bad. The Lakers, uh, you know, just beat them uh, right before the break. Uh, That's another team I can see the Lakers getting and catching. uh, yeah yeah just been just been uh in a downrul spiral so um so to get to the sixth spot i do think that's going to be a tough task um i will say that um they got to pass a lot of teams they got to you know that's seven teams they need to catch to get to the sixth spot i don't think that's going to happen to be honest but i do think they'll get to the play in and as long as they can get to the play in lebron lebron is not going to let the lakers lose a play in game even if it's like on the road you know um i mean it's going to be tough. let's say they they say that lakers do get to a tenth spot they get to play in game and they face um they would face um the seventh team the seventh spot team at the moment that's the, that's the pelicans or you know minnesota um they could be either one of those teams on the, uh rather easily uh, the other team that's going to be tough is going to be if Dallas is in that in that seventh spot or if um, to State is in that seventh spot. So, you know, too early to predict all that, but I feel like LeBron, if you get LeBron in the play-in spot, um, there's a good chance LeBron's not going to let the Lakers lose that game. So as long as they get to a play-in, uh, I, think, I think they got a shot, you know, and anything can happen once you're in the playoffs, you know. Uh, you look at the way uh, Memphis, who's the number two seed right now, the way they're playing. If the Lakers make a play in, they they catch one of the seven or eight spots. You know, um, they could definitely beat Memphis. They could definitely beat Memphis. They can beat Sacramento. Uh, they can beat the Clippers. I'm not. You know, the only team I'm really worried about is uh, Phoenix right now. And you know, Denver's playing been playing really well. They have a good team. So I, I think those are the two teams that I honestly feel are better than the lakers you know phoenix and denver but any other team in the west i think the lakers can beat in a semi-game series uh that's my honest opinion there so um i just really like the roster construction now i like the players they added and i think there's a definitely you know uh, a run there's a chance they can make a a run and a deep playoff run Um, i want to go as far as saying they'll get to the finals or anything but um, I think we're gonna see the Lakers play really well this second half. I think we're gonna see the, the natural chemistry with D'Angelo and LeBron and AD, and and then the shooting they got now with Malik Beasley and some of the energy they got with Vanderbilt. um uh, You know, they they can just get to the play-in. They definitely have a chance. And it starts tonight. You know, starts one game at a time. Um, of course, I've been saying this all season. The biggest Part of this though is AD. AD has to stay healthy. He just has to be on the floor. Uh, without AD, there's no chance. Um, obviously, without LeBron, either, there's no chance. But you know, we, we kind of expect to, you know, LeBron to play and be uh, relatively healthy. Even though you know LeBron just sit down at times, and um, he, you know he has his you know little injuries. I might keep him out here and there. But LeBron's never out for too long. And um, where AD, when he goes down, he's out for like two, three weeks. So as long as AD's healthy. We definitely have a chance and I think we'll get to the play in, um, as long as AD's there. So, uh, that's my, that's my predictions for the Lakers. I'm excited actually uh, to, to start watching them more and see what they do in the second half and, and, uh, see them make a run at it. So, um, take a uh, quick little pause here and I'm going to get back to it with uh, my talk on the Dodgers. So the Dodgers are in a uh, spring training cap right now. They play their first game, I think in two days, um, they got a couple new signings that they brought in right before, uh, spring training, uh, started or right before camp started. And, uh, one of them is David Peralta, former Arizona diamondback. Um, so, uh, familiar, familiar name. Uh, they brought him in, uh, to play left field and, uh, a good signing, you know, a good signing, a uh, very, um, you know, affordable contract one year deal. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, he he provides a left-handed uh, bat with pop. You know, they they kind of needed a um, they needed an extra bat. They needed an extra uh, outfielder. Um, and the more I thought about it, I was pretty content with what they had. You know, I was fine with them going young with Outman and in uh, center field, and uh, him possibly being the everyday uh, everyday outfielder. Uh, but. You know where a team has World Series aspirations and it's World Series or bust every year. You want a little bit more of a proven name, just in case you know uh, one of these young players struggle. And uh, Peralta definitely provides that. Um, you know he's he's uh, had some good years in the past. You know he's um, as soon as they signed him, I recognizes I recognize him in his name and and uh, I know he he's had some good years uh, with the Diamondbacks. Um, uh, if you go back go back at um some of his seasons in 2018 he had 30 home runs so he's got power um he he's always been a pretty consistent hitter he has fallen off the last couple of years he didn't have a good year last year but uh from what i heard that once he got traded to Tampa Bay he was dealing with some some injuries and uh played hurt um but you know you, you look at his his peak there were Arizona uh, he was a you know 800 OPS guy uh but Arizona for his career he was an 803 OPS in 90 years with Arizona which is really good you know OPS plus of 112 which is above average and um and he, he was pretty consistent over there you know two uh he's a 280 280 hitter um with Arizona so he's a solid solid average solid on base solid slugging you know everything all his hitting uh hitting stats were always pretty solid in Arizona. Um, and he's, you know, a uh, decent enough defender. So he's reliable, you know, you know, uh, what he's done, he's proven. And, you know, I don't think he's going to play every day, but he's, uh, definitely a guy you can plat- platoon with, um, and left field with maybe Chris Taylor, you know, he's a left-hander, you a left-handed bat in there. You can flop him with uh Chris Taylor or, um, or uh, Trace Thompson, um, uh, so he just adds depth to the team, um, as, uh, another, uh, proven bat, and yeah, a good signing, especially for the cost, um, um, you know, it, and from, uh, what I saw too, you know, he's, he's obviously very, uh well, uh, well suited for the NLS. he's spent his entire career there basically, so he knows the NL West pitching, and I saw a stat on, um, on Twitter the other day that he's, he's had a really good career numbers against you Darvish and, um, Joe Musgrove, which are, you know, the Padres two best pitchers. Um, and the main team is going to be fighting with the Dodgers for, you know, the NOS this year. So, uh, I think he saw, uh, saw he was something like seven for 20 against, um, both of them. Something like that. Like he's, he's hit a few, couple home runs. He, he's, he's hit really well, both of them. So that's a plus. Um, and it's not like a small sample size 'cause he's he's played against those pitchers a lot. So really good. Low key uh under the radar signing, last minute that um is like uh no no lose situation there, you know. Um yeah, there's no risk there. Um only thing you can get from there is good, you know, a good uh production there. So um that was a good signing. Uh, really like that. Then they brought in uh Alex Reyes, which was a former closer for the Cardinals. Uh, he was hurt last year but had nasty stuff. I remember Reyes uh, with the Cardinals um, having just, you know, throwing like 100, 100 miles an hour with a nasty slider. So he's one of those guys. You know, Dodgers really love those reclamation projects. Or they really love guys that throw hard that have hard out with sliders. You know, the fastball slider combination is something the Dodgers always look for with their relief pitchers. Uh, guys that have that combination of the, you know, the – high 90s fastball with, you know, the hardest slider. Um, I've always, Dodgers always done well with pitchers like that. And, uh, you, know, you know, the Dodgers pitching staff, the way they can tweak a pitcher and work with a pitcher, get them going, um, find some find new things, um, new ways to get them better. And, you know, this guy has a lot of talent. He's super young still. I mean, uh, he's like 27, 28. Not like super young, but, you know, he's supposed to be in his prime right now. And, you know, he was an star in 2021. Um, had a had a really good season for the the Cardinals with their closer. You know, 29 saves, struck out a lot, 95 strikeouts in 72 innings in 2021. So his strikeout rate was really high, uh 11.8 per nine innings. Uh, but he just walked a lot of people. You know, he was wild. He walks a lot of people. He did give up the homer to Chris Taylor in the in the 2021 um wild card game, the walk off. But that's nasty stuff and. Uh, just another weapon another weapon for the dodgers in the bullpen and uh, i think the bullpen is going to be the dodgers biggest strengths this year um i definitely uh um uh, like like all the arms in the bullpen and all the options they have uh even though they don't have like a set closer just all the uh all the guys they can go to uh, just makes their bullpen so much deeper um so um, yeah both the signings pluses love them both um, you know, on very, uh, portable contracts. And then, um, so Reyes, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he might still be hurt. I don't know if he would, if he's, uh, I think he's might not be ready to like midway through the season. Um, uh, so, uh, but the Dodgers took a, you know, def, it took a flyer on him and I think they signed him for two years, I want to say. So, um, so they do that sometimes with, uh, pitchers that are hurt they'll sign him for that for two years because you know they won't get much out of him the first year so you now we'll see if we see him this year um and some some couple of notes from from camp so far so um we got uh walker bueller who he doesn't want to rule out that he won't pitch this year um he's, he he wants to try to come back if he can um i i, I don't think he'll pitch this year but you know, it could be a situation where he, where he does you know recover rather rather quickly and maybe he can come he comes in at the end of the season similar to Dustin May last year or or Urias when he got hurt and um, came back at the very end of uh, might have been the 2019 season. <clears throat> um, so it's you know don't want to rule it out. You know Walker Buehler uh, is definitely going to work hard to get back. So um we'll see what happens there couple other things um in training cap that we're hearing so far is that Noah Syndergaard, um there seems to be an uptick in his fastball that you know he's touching like the high 90s with his fastball um so that's another another guy to keep his um, our eye on and and see if he can get back to the the Synergard he was before so that's exciting and then um uh, Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward had made some swing changes, uh, changes in his stance, and everybody's kind of raving about him, so there's a video the other day of uh, Hayward hitting a, a home run off of Tony Gonsolin. Uh you see the obvious differences in kind of the way his stance is, and <laughs> from what we're hearing out of the camp, there's a good chance Hayward uh, will make the team, so uh, that's, you know, that, w- that would mean basically that Outman is out. Man. <laughs> no pun intended. That was, that was bad. Uh but Altman might be in starting in AAA if Hayward makes the team. Um so uh we'll see. We'll see. I mean I really really want the Dodgers to give Altman a shot. Um I think there's a lot of potential there. But uh you know, they might give Hayward a try first, you know, give Hayward a uh a run at it and if he struggles then um uh, they can cut him and outman will will um, be able to replace them but um you know those are the rumblings we're hearing from camp so far uh dodgers are gonna play their first game soon so we'll see how that goes uh Mookie Betts gained like eight pounds he said over the off season of muscle he felt like he had a <coughs> he had to get stronger. Uh Gavin Lux I think also um has said he gained like fifteen pounds which is a lot fifty pounds of strength. Um yeah a lot of a lot of players went to drive line um Dodgers Dodgers uh, recommended driveline to a lot of their players and um, they went over there to um, see what they need to work on. And from, from the looks of it, a lot of them seem to ha- uh, get stronger and put on muscle and, and hopefully, you know, it's for the good. And, you know, sometimes when players put muscle too quick, they get hurt or something happens and their body's not used to it. So definitely trust driveline and what they do. Cause they, they do a lot of, a lot of good things there. So, um, you know, stronger Mookie bets. You know, he's you know he's a guy that hit thirty five home runs when his little frame. You know, he's not a big guy, so thirty five home runs last year. Who, who knows? Maybe Mookie can hit forty this year. Um, you know, Gavin Lux, uh, definitely uh, would like to see him have more power. You know, be a guy that can maybe hit at least fifteen this year, and um, and uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, Kershaw dropped out of the World Baseball Classic for. Um, reasons I couldn't specify, but it seems like he couldn't get cleared um, medically to um, pl- um, play in it. And he's healthy, but, you know, just issues in the past injuries, I think, prevented him from playing in it. But uh, he seems ready to go. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, you know, just hearing some revelings of, of some of the players and things they've changed in the off season, things they're working on. Um, uh, and uh, who's uh, kind of standing out so far. So, so far, we've heard from Syndergaard standing out, uh, Jason Hayward, <coughs> and, uh, and uh, a few other, other uh, things we've been hearing. But um excited for baseball to start again, Started uh, excited to see some actual games being played. And uh, we're almost there. We're almost at the start of the season, uh, about a month away, a little over a month away. Um, before the season starts, so I'll do like a uh, like a predictions uh, episode about the season and uh, and my thoughts on this upcoming year. So uh, that will be it for this episode. Um, uh, Talking about uh, Dodger spring spring training and the Lakers going into the second half of this uh, this NBA season. Uh, see how see what happens. See what happens with the Lakers and if they can get into the play in. And then I'll be back with more Dodger talk later on. Uh, later on before uh before the season starts. So uh thank you for listening. Uh catch you on the next one. Have a good day. Peace.